This is Go Forth, a podcast about entrepreneurship and connection made by a sisterhood of creative women. I'm Amanda. And I'm Amelia. And we're from Forth, Chicago. Today we're talking with Shannon Downey. Shannon is a woman who wears many hats. She's the founder and CEO of marketing agency Pivotal Production, an adjunct professor at DePaul and Columbia Colleges, a founder of the Seriously Badass Women Project, and the fiber artist behind the recently viral Badass Cross Stitch. At the forefront of all of these projects are Shannon's activist efforts and commitments to social justice. Thanks for joining us today, Shannon. Can you start out by giving us a rundown of your projects? Um... I own a marketing company called Pivotal. So within that, I, I have a myriad of projects that I do for different clients. And, and right now I'm working with um, some pretty phenomenal uh, nonprofits working on immigration policy and voter access and um, arts access for young people. Um, I'm a craftivist, so I have um, a pretty substantial, amazing online community around craftivism, specifically embroidery and cross-stitch. Badass cross stitch, um, and then I have a website for uh, called Seriously Badass Women, where I um, showcase and feature. Wait for it, Seriously Badass Women, uh, and I teach both at Columbia College and at DePaul University. So, when did you get started with Pivotal? Pivotal just turned ten. What point were you at in your life when you started it? Um, I was twenty eight, and I was a freelance. Um, producer for a bunch of global experiential marketing companies that were based in Chicago and um, was feeling super not excited about the amount of waste that I was I was creating as part of these large-scale events that I was doing and sort of approached one of the organizations or companies I was working for to say like I will keep working for you if you hire me as your global sustainability manager and we'll change everything. It'll be amazing. And we're like, uh-huh, that's odd. No. <laughs> but then I realized, like, while I've done all this research of all this information together, like, I can't go back to doing it the way that I was. So what got you to take that step from the work you were doing to going out on your own? It was literally uh, an impulsive split-second decision where I said to them, okay, and then I guess I'm going to go do it by myself. And <laughs> I literally Googled, like, how to start a business, how to run a business, how to write a proposal. Like, my, my like first year and a half was just, dear Google, how the hell do I do this? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and made it work. How did taking that step feel? Was it scary or empowering or all of the above? It felt like it was just what I was supposed to do. Um, in hindsight, I should have been terrified. And <laughs> if I knew now what I knew then, I probably wouldn't have done it. So my ignorance was the thing that enabled me to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so when people like start talking about like, oh, I'm going to do this entrepreneurship program or I'm going to go to business school or whatever, I'm like, don't. Don't learn. Like, just do it. That's the answer to doing it because otherwise you're going to freak yourself out. Was there a moment then when you felt like you made it when you were out there, you were on your own, you're just like, I'm doing this. No, (laughs) (laughs) I still don't feel that way. Yeah. No, I mean, I wish I did. I mean, there's certainly been markers where I'm like, Oh, 
oh, I'm doing this, right? And so maybe it's that. It's that, like, um, and, and there's certainly moments where I thought, oh, I know what I'm doing. Like, wow, I really, I'm, but those have been kind of recently. <laughs> like, I feel like you need years and years and years and years of experience before you get to a place where you start to feel like, okay, I really, like, there are some things I actually know at this point. And, and so more, more recently than not, that's that's how I've been feeling. Not that I've, like, made it or figured anything out. It's just, like, I, ha- I have way more knowledge now. And that is a safer, more comfortable place to be in. Yeah. Can you give us an example of one of those moments? Um, you know, recently just being in a meeting and presenting, um, presenting to a board of directors, like an entirely new sponsorship approach and having, you know, built this incredible packet and, you know, a 30 page document and this whole new strategy and how to, and helping to train the board and, um, their response to it being so overwhelmed with like, yeah, you've, really this is amazing and then ending that meeting and being like oh I really know some shit like <laughs> like yeah I did that that's great so moments like that those are what we hold on to yeah for the days when we're like what did I just do what did I just say mm-hmm. <laughs> wrong <laughs> can you talk then about one of those moments like a real learning moment for you in your business I think that the biggest learning moment of this business or around because I, I offer service, right? And that means that you have to be an exceptional communicator around what the value proposition is and what this person is getting and what the process looks like. And I don't think that I, I realized just how vital that would be to success in the beginning. Um, and, and now I can clearly see when something's not going to work. Like when, when a, when I sit down to talk to somebody about possibly working together and I realize like, Ooh, they don't understand the value of what I'm talking about here. Um, so the other point is like figuring out how to go with my gut so that I, in those moments, I can just see that this is not going to be a good fit, but only getting there by going through so many bad fits and realizing like, Oh no, this is, this is part of what you have to figure out. So not just what does your business do, but who are your clients and how do you explain to them that what you do or offer is valuable when you don't have something you can put in front of them and just say, I make this. Yeah. Like, just be like, here's thing making thing. is like handy, right? Like <laughs> as I craft things, I'm like, I made that. And people are like, I get it. And I'm like, you should buy it. And they're like, yeah, I'm going to. I'm like, Cool. What the hell just happened, right? That was so easy. Make things. Make things that matter, though. Yeah. <laughs> when did you start with the badass cross-stitch side of things? Um, three years ago. I started okay. with it, like, publicly. But it was really, it was only a side project out of spending my entire life on a computer and just feeling really overwhelmed by screens and digital and wanting to do something analog. And, like, I felt like I wasn't being creative anymore and I didn't have the good ideas that I had been having previously and Mm -hmm. I couldn't figure out why. So I just started stitching again to try to get away from a screen. And then suddenly I was having good ideas and like I felt human again and started to see the uh, connections there and really start focusing on like digital analog balance and um, encouraging other people to want to do that too. And, And it's really grown from there. 
So when did it go from a hobby to craftivism? It's sort of always been craftivism. Everything that I've ever done through fiber is subversive and seditious in some way, shape, or form. So just shifting that away from some of the lighter topics to the more poignant topics um, Mm -hmm. is when people started to really call me a craftivist. Amelia here. In my conversation with Shannon, I started to think about all the ways that activism requires solidarity. One of my favorite philosophers and writers, Sarah Ahmed, talks about this. She says that solidarity does not assume that our struggles are the same struggles, or that our pain is the same pain, or that our hope is for the same future. Solidarity involves commitment and work, as well as the recognition that even if we do not have the same feelings, or the same lives, or the same bodies. We do live on common ground. Now let's hear more from Shannon. How do you think activism is infused into the rest of your professional life? In every single way. (laughs) There's not one thing that I I do that it isn't playing a role in, um, especially right now. There's definitely been times where I've worked with clients where it had absolutely nothing to do with anything. Um, But I thought they were doing good in the world and I liked what they were up to and I wanted to support them. But now I am literally only working on things and with organizations that I think that are like having serious impact in all of the ways that need to be impacted right now. So how did you make that shift? I just started seeking out the clients that um, were in that space and were doing that thing. And I know my network and I know who I need to call when I need certain things or introductions or um, who would know who's looking right now, um, what opportunities might present. And so I made sure that I called the people in my social justice sphere and my activism sphere in, in those moments. Do you have suggestions for women who are not currently involved in activism or social justice in their businesses but want to be? Um, I just think it comes down to not being afraid to, to, to take a stand. And I think so many people make the decision or, or prior to Trump were afraid to take some stronger stances on things, um, even in their personal lives because of the impact it might have on their business. And I've just never, I've never been able to do that. Like I've personally never been able to do that. I get it, but I've never been able to do it. And what I've seen is that it's always brought me the kind of clients that I would want. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's only helped me. I don't want to have to sit in a meeting and like pretend that I care about what you're saying. If I don't care about what you're saying or care about what you're doing, if I don't care about what you're doing. Right? Mm-hmm. I have to care in order to do the work that I do. So what's nice to see, and the only positive of 45 in office, is that people are finally saying, absolutely not. Like, line in the sand. Yeah. We don't have to be afraid anymore. Like, we can't. We can't sit idly by. This isn't, like, you know, a couple. Th- this isn't normal, right? So now we have to take a stand and we have to um, 
make decisions that we otherwise wouldn't have made. And it's more acceptable, right? Like everybody's mad. So you're all just on the same side of everybody's mad. And so now we just have to keep moving. So, yeah. you know, whether it's a 1% donation scenario um, or being more cautious of the kind of clients that you're taking on or, um, you know, taking on pro bono gigs on the side to support organizations and movements that need that, um, volunteerism, stewardship, all of the things that, like, can and should be a part of a company. Now there's a lot more latitude um, where people who are previously afraid of it affecting their bottom line, they don't have to worry about that anymore. Or they're able to take a softer stick, like, like a softer a more popular uh, opinion and yeah. What would you say to women who are concerned about the cost of activism to their business or the potential cost? You know, everybody has to make decisions for themselves around what they're comfortable with or not, but then they have to live with those decisions. And we live in a time where living with those decisions is going to become life or death. And so I feel very strongly that you... If, if you're not choosing to act because you're worried about losing money, you're making a wrong choice for our future, not just for your business. You won't have a business because we won't have a future. <laughs> not to be so morbid about it, but it's, it is so clearly life or death right now. How then are you creating community right now? Mm, well, through my craftivism, for sure. Um, and... With that, I'm, you know, I have gatherings and I am um, lots of uh, tools for craftivists to come together around and print out and make, share, and um, grow awareness and community that way. Um, through Seriously Badass Women, that's like just a constantly growing and evolving incredible community. Um, I, I think that's what I do. I think that's what I do in the work that I do in my business in life. Like I think I'm here to do that. And so that's sort of the theme that goes through everything I do. It's like, okay, how do we create community and then create action um, and, and turn that community into an action oriented community not a community for the sake of like hanging out. Although we hang out. <laughs> <laughs> These communities you're mentioning are all communities of women. How do you think being a woman impacts your work? It, you know, it makes things harder and it makes things better. It used to be, um, you know, I was doing a lot more tech. Um, so I was usually the only woman in the room. You know, that always leads to interesting moments. And just, I don't think that I would be the human that I am today if I wasn't a woman in business. Right? Like I needed all of those experiences and I needed to be in there and see how challenging it was and how, you know, sexist and misogynistic so much of the world is um, in order to tear those down in, in spaces where I can and avoid them in spaces where I just can't. And I, you know, sometimes you just have self-care is just, yeah, I'm not going to not gonna play that one today. I'm going to leave that and walk away, um, which is rare. Because <laughs> I'm usually the one with boxing gloves on. Um, but I also think it's been, it's the greatest gift I've, I've got. 
Go Forth is a project of Forth Chicago, a community focused on connecting creative, entrepreneurial women through seasonal events, panels, workshops, and more. Find show notes for this episode at forthchicago.com slash podcast. And be sure to subscribe on iTunes to receive each interview as it's released. Thanks to Chicago band Tiny Fireflies for the music. And until next time, find us on Facebook and Instagram at Forth Chicago.